Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Clock in and clock out of my job and call it a day. I don't, that's all I want to do. What's up, what's going on? Welcome back to another episode of DX Daily, the Wednesday edition. This podcast is brought to you by Hip Hop DX. And as you know, this is the place where we keep you up to date on all things hip hop music culture. I am one of your lovely hosts, Asia Sky. And I'm your other host, A Dove. Now, today we have to talk about Rolling Loud Toronto. Rolling Loud just announced this, and future Lil Uzi Vert, Migos, and more will be performing there. Also, Pusha T is addressing the Kanye West and Kid Cudi beef. Ice Cube has a request for Elon Musk now that Elon has bought Twitter and all. And Gunna chimes in with his thoughts on working a nine to five job. We got a lot to get to. Let's jump into it. But first, please follow the podcast. Please subscribe to us. We thank you. Now let's jump in for real. Okay. Future Lil Uzi Vert and the Migos will be performing at this year's Rolling Loud Toronto. First of all, is Rolling Loud about to have a monopoly on concerts? Because they're just doing every concert that I hear about. Even that Chris Brown and Lil Baby tour that just got announced. Rolling Loud is presenting that. I've been seeing Rolling Loud presenting a lot of the tours recently that have been announced. Uh, I don't want to mistakenly say this last Lotto tour, but one of these last big tours that was announced, Rolling Loud announced that as well. And I was just like, wow, so so you guys are about to have all of the concerts and tours. It's interesting. Yeah, I did notice that too. Like Rolling Loud is putting a lot of these shows on. Like I would at this point, I wouldn't be surprised if we get a documentary about the Rolling Loud company because it's like you put the personal concerts on and also the festivals like it's real interesting to me how it's mainly rolling loud right now so hmm yeah i don't know man it's, it's giving monopoly vibes <laughs> I, I don't know who rolling loud i don't know if y'all could just have all the concerts but right. um yeah no they've been expanding like crazy but yeah for this rolling loud toronto it's going to be at ontario place and of course the headliners are future Wizkid, and dave like, so some huge, huge artists we're talking about here. And that's another good thing about Rolling Loud. Like, they get people from all over. Like, the biggest artists in the world. So those headliners are crazy. But then even the non-headliners are crazy. Yeah, other acts on the lineup. You got Migos, Little Uzi Vert, Roddy Rich, Five Year Foreign, Ray Strummerd, Trippy Red, Nav, A Boogie with the Hoodie, Lil TJ, Lil Yachty, and so much more. Yeah, you know they have, like, a hundred performers on every Rolling Loud, so we can't go down the whole list of names. But um, they put out the entire list already, the entire lineup. Of course, Future will have a ton of new music to perform. His album drops tomorrow. No, not tomorrow, because today is Wednesday. So, see, I'm already in the future right now. His album drops Friday, <laughs> um, and it's called I Never Liked You. So Future is hopefully going to be performing some new joints off of that. And then there's also going to be a lot of Canadian artists there, being that it is going to be held in Toronto. You got Belly on the lineup, Presso on the lineup, Roy Woods, and more. So, you know, it should be a fun time at Rolling Loud Toronto. I kind of want to go. Yeah, I do too. I mean, everybody's talking about the one in Miami, but I'm kind of excited for the Toronto one. If that's, if, if that's a possibility to go, I'd rather go to the Toronto one. My question is, is Drake just going to let this happen? 
Drake, are you allowing this in your city? Like, because you know he has OVO Festival, um, and he's not on the Rolling Loud Toronto lineup. So I'm just like, what? What's happening there, Drake? You you just letting this go out? I thought I thought the six was was your city. You letting people do the big one of the biggest concerts there, and you're not the headliner. What's that about? Yeah, I wonder what that is about. Unless he has his own thing, but. I mean, J. Cole had his own thing and he was on festivals too. So Yeah. That's what I'm saying. You should have made you Drake, you shouldn't even let that go down in Toronto without you getting a couple million for the headline. Like they should have gave Drake at least five mil for the rolling loud headline. And maybe I'll say this, maybe they offered it to him and he didn't want to do it due to the fact that he has his own festival. But why not get the bag and do it twice? You know, people are going to come both times anyway. So why not get a Rolling Loud bag and then do OVO Fest and, and get double the money? Yeah, unless, I mean, this may be pushing it, but, you know, Drake does have features with Future Kid. I think he may have done some stuff with Dave. I'm not sure, but... I wouldn't be surprised if Drake maybe came out as one of their special guests, but mm. who knows? Yeah, that that could that could work too. Yeah, I could definitely see Drake coming out for Future for sure, especially mm-hmm. in Toronto. I could definitely see Future trying to make that happen. But um, then it's like, why do that? Like you could have just you know got that got that headline slot. Maybe he don't want to put all that work in. Maybe maybe he like yeah, I don't feel like doing all that right now. I'm not in the mood for that because you know he could just do it when he wants to. Mm. I don't know, but if there's no appearance from Drake on Rolling Loud Toronto, I would be very shocked by that. And just like, why? Yeah, same here. So I guess we'll have to wait until the weekend of September 9th through September 11th, which, you know, is also the same weekend as the Toronto International Film Festival. So Toronto's going to be lit Ooh. that weekend for sure. Oh, yeah. I got to go to that. I got to pull <laughs> up on that. That that That's going to be a fire weekend. Yeah, all right. We'll see. We'll see if Drake uh, pops his head out on that. But it's going to be a, a dope festival regardless. Mm-hmm. All right, now let's talk about Pusha T, segueing from, you know, Drake and Toronto and Rolling Loud and things of that nature. Pusha T actually addressed the Kanye West and Kid Cudi beef tension, whatever you want to fall out, whatever you want to call it, um, recently in an interview with Vulture. So for some backstory real quick, if you don't know what happened, Kid Cudi is friends with Pete Davidson. Kanye West obviously has a vendetta against Pete Davidson for dating his ex-wife, Kim Kardashian. And um, Kanye basically announced that when Donda 2 was coming out, back when Donda 2 was coming out, that Kid Cudi would not be on Donda 2. Kid Cudi responded, too bad I don't want to be on your album anyway. He called him a dinosaur. Kid Cudi said that he's the best thing about Kanye's albums. Um, for He's been that for years. And then he said he's whack for flipping the script and posting lies on the internet um, when they spoke about the issue before and Kanye didn't say any of this, this stuff that he said online. And um, that's not the first time that Kanye has allegedly done that. Big Sean said the same thing. Big Sean said he and Kanye spoke about an issue and then Kanye went on Drink Champs and said something totally different. So Kanye has been allegedly known to do that. Um, but Kid Cudi basically wasn't having it. And he was just like, you know, I am not friends with this guy. Our, our relationship is over. I won't be on any more songs with Kanye. He said all of that when Pusha T's album came out, because obviously Kid Cudi, Pusha T and Kanye are all on a song on Pusha T's album. So people are like, hmm, are y'all cool again? Cudi and Kanye, like, are y'all back? Are y'all back tight? Are y'all back friends? And Cudi hopped online. He was like, nope, I don't like that man. I'm not cool with that man. I just cleared the song for Pusha's album. 
So now in this Vulture interview, Pusha has addressed this. Yeah, so Pusha T basically said um, in the interview, he was like, it sucks. You know, Cuddy is my brother to the end. Just navigating these relationships, this brotherhood, the arguing, it gets public. It's one thing for us to argue. We all argue. That's not a problem. It gets out there, whether it's Ye bickering first or Cuddy coming back with what he says. It's super effed up. And then Pusha T goes on to say about the record. He says, the day we made this record, everybody was so happy. Ye's chopping the Beyonce sample up. Cuddy happens to come in that day. We see each other and I hadn't seen him in a while. He's like, I got to get on a record. Are you crazy? Cuddy did like three or four different, Cuddy did like three or four different references. Beyonce cleared the sample. He was like, there was so much great energy around the making of that record. Yeah, and they're talking about the song Rock and Roll, if you don't know, if you haven't heard Pusha T's album yet, which you should have already. (laughs) But yeah, no, it's just sad, man. It's sad that they went out like that. It's sad that, you know, Kanye seemingly uh, put put this tension in all of these various relationships he had because not only were they great working relationships, but these people seem to genuinely care about Kanye or genuinely have cared about Kanye so I just hope once he's through whatever he's going through right now you know it's a tough time um I hope that he can circle back and repair some of these relationships like with the Kid Cudi or Big Sean and all of these other John Legend all of these other people but yeah I hope Pusha T maybe I don't think Pusha T will talk any more about Cudi and uh Kanye West after this interview but I, like you said, I hopefully hopefully everybody just comes together. Yeah, no, I don't think Pusha T has any more to say about this. I, I don't think he does. I think he he was very diplomatic about it. He was very um like you know we are family about it. So hopefully mm-hmm. they'll they'll mend it in the future. Yeah. Now let's talk about Ice Cube. <laughs> Speaking of the future, so Elon Musk is now the future of Twitter. He is the owner of it. He bought it for $44 billion, and people have been tweeting about it all these past few days. One of the people that chimed in with their tweets was Ice Cube. He said, free at last, at Elon Musk, take my shadow ban off, homie. First of all, say I'm free at last because Elon Musk owns Twitter. Ice Cube, a little tone deaf. But um, I thought that was funny that he tweeted that. Do you think that Ice Cube is going to get his this shadow ban off, though? That's the question here. Is Elon Musk going to see this tweet and unshadow ban Ice Cube? I mean, I didn't even know Ice Cube was shadow banned or even how he knew he was shadow banned for any reason on Twitter. But, I mean, they're treating this like Elon Musk is the president and they're getting like a pardon or something like that. But I don't know if he's going to see Ice Cube's tweet, but... It'd be dope if he did and, you know, tried to fix some people's accounts for him. First of all, I didn't even know that they'd be shadow banning people on Twitter. I thought that was an IG thing. Like, how do yeah. you even shadow ban somebody on Twitter? Who is actively, like, I don't know. I don't even go search for people's Twitter like that. You kind of just run across a, a funny tweet or an interesting tweet that you see and then you follow people. Like, who actually just goes and searches in the Twitter search bar for for people's profile? Like, I don't know. I thought that was a thing of the past. Yeah, I thought so too. Um, I'm definitely not searching up Ice Cube on Twitter right now. If I see it, hopefully someone retweeted it, and that's how I see Ice Cube's page. But I'm not. I'm not looking for Ice Cube. I'm sorry, but <laughs> yeah, no shadow banning. I'm. I'm not, I'm not sure, but I, I haven't heard of shadow banning 
being as huge on Twitter as it is on Instagram. I for sure know it happens to a lot of people actually on Instagram. And you search people on Instagram all the time. Like, that's a very, very common occurrence. Like, oh, let me go this person's profile real quick, this person's uh, pictures and see what they got, or this person's story. Like, you search people probably every day on Instagram if you're up there every day. But Twitter Mm -hmm. is not as often. That's not to say it doesn't happen, but I just know it's not as often. Right, unless Ice Cube was, like, maybe talking more about Twitter jail and things like that, but I don't know. Yeah, maybe maybe so. Maybe that's what he's talking about. I haven't heard of anybody going to Twitter jail for a minute, too, but people's pages do be getting, you know, suspended and stuff like that on Twitter. I do know of that happening because if you say certain keywords and stuff like that on Twitter, they will suspend your profile for sure. So, yeah, maybe that is what Ice Cube's talking about. Right. But either way, um, do I think Elon Musk is going to see that or respond to that? Probably not. (laughs) (laughs) He has other things to worry about, so. Yeah, but he did say, Elon did say in a statement, free speech is the bedrock of a functioning democracy, and Twitter is the digital town square where matters vital to the future of humanity are debated. He said he also wants to make Twitter better than ever by enhancing the product with new features, making the algorithms open source to increase trust, defeating spam bots, and authenticating all humans. So Elon Musk has plans for Twitter. He has an agenda. Uh, We'll see if he sticks to that agenda. I'm really interested in the whole making algorithms open source thing because we never know that what exactly the algorithms are on these social media websites. Like, why don't you just tell us if you post more that it'll be better for the algorithm. If you like pictures more, it'll be better or like tweets more. It'll be better for the algorithm. Like these sites never want to tell you how to get the most out of the site. And I find that kind of, you know, slimy and grimy in the words of Kodak black. Yeah, I think so too. Um, I don't know why they always hide the information because you would think they would release the info so you could, use the app more now that you know <laughs> right. the trick you know <laughs> right you don't want people to maximize your app they don't want people getting the maximum amount of money off their app that's the problem because once people mm-hmm. know the algorithm they can use it to get more followers which means they can use it to get more money for advertising on that platform and that's more money that advertisers don't play, pay the platform and they pay the users directly to to advertise their products that's really the real issue there especially with instagram I know for a fact. So hopefully Elon is not like that with Twitter. Um, yeah, no, I, the Isaac Hayes, uh, who owns Fanbase or who the creator of Fanbase, um, spoke about that on the 85 South shows, a really dope segment where he speaks on this. But yeah, that's the reason a lot of these sites don't want you to know the algorithms. It's a, it's a money thing. Makes sense. But yeah, moving along from that, let's talk about Gunner real quick. Speaking of money things, uh, he chimed in on this whole debate that everybody has every single year for some reason, which is nine to five versus being an entrepreneur or working your own hours or whatever the case may be. I don't know why we're still, why this is still a discussion because I feel like, like just do what you want to do. Everybody just do what they want to do. As long as it's not a detriment to other people. I don't see why people who work nine to five have to be like, Oh yeah. Why y'all, why y'all talking down on nine to five? It's nothing wrong with nine to five. And I don't see why people who don't work a nine to five are like, yeah, why don't you get up out that nine to five? If they happy there, they happy there. Like, I don't understand this whole debate in general. Um, but gonna seems to, um, have some good sentiments on it. He tweeted out, it's cool to work a nine to five. No cap. Getting money is getting money. 
Facts. It's that simple. Yeah, like, it, the coolest thing is having your bills paid, having a little money in your pocket. Like, no matter what you're doing, that should be the, that's the main thing. Getting money is getting money, period. That's it. Like, and stop being concerned about what the next person is doing. If you're an entrepreneur and you got your business and you work your own hours and you, your life is great, your life is fantastic, good for you. Yeah. <laughs> if this person is not in your family, it's not your friends, it's one thing to be like, okay, yo, like, oh, showing people a, a, an opportunity or, or a way of life is fine, but trying to push that on somebody no, don't do that. Like some people don't want to have their own business. Some people don't want to be their own boss. And as much as you see that as an asset and a good thing, you can't make other people see it that way. You can lead by example. You can show them whatever you want to show them. You can put them onto opportunities. If they say no, then they just say no. Like it is what it is. Like I, I'm, I'm a fan of just letting people do what they want to do as long as it's not hurting anybody. I agree with that, too. Um, I don't know why people push the entrepreneur mindset so much. Like, to me, it's like, I don't want to sell no protein shakes, no lashes, no <laughs> lip glosses. Like, just let me clock in and clock out of my job and call it a day. I don't. That's, that's all I want to do. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, everybody doesn't. Um, everybody's not into that. And again, you may see that as an asset. Like, my mindset is that lifestyle. I think that that lifestyle is an asset. I think that that lifestyle is a path to security. I think it's a path to a whole bunch of things, but all you can do is give people information. You cannot force it. You can. And <laughs> I was about to quote, you know, money Mike and Friday after next, but I'm going to, you know, do the clean version of the quote, which is you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. Facts. And that's that. And that's that. That's I think that's a good note to end on today. That is going right. to conclude today's episode of DX Daily. As always, subscribe to this podcast on all platforms. Also, be sure to subscribe to the Hip Hop DX YouTube channel. And that's Hip Hop DX. And be sure to follow us on all of our socials, like our Instagram, our Twitter, and our TikTok, which is all Hip Hop DX. Yep, you can follow us as well. I am at Asia Sky on all platforms. And I'm at A-Dub on everything, too. And we will see you tomorrow with more daily news. See ya. See ya.